Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and I'm the creator of the show Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake because none of us have time to exercise and work out. And me, I'm probably shaking a little bit more than I wish I were. This is going to be a community-hosted podcast, not by me, but by a collection of women all over the country who are going to share their stories, struggles, and solutions, some with their own guests on their episodes, some without. Each one will be a wonderful sampler of a story that you can relate to or that might help you. And I hope that you all enjoy it. Moms don't have time to move and shake. Get moving. Hello, this is Angie Schwest, a new podcaster, accountability coach, and mom of three. I'm thrilled to facilitate this space where we can talk and learn about all things that will help us moms move and shake. I'm currently in my mid-40s, and boy, do I feel like I'm entering a new stage with my body, my mindset, and my lifestyle. On this episode, I'll start by talking about my story. Now, this is 100% not in my comfort zone, but I know how much I can relate to others by hearing them open up. So I need to do my part and share alike. Once I get to the part of my story to where I am now with my health status, you'll hear me talk about the challenges I am facing. One being deciding what to eat. The mother of all questions, what in the world do I cook for dinner tonight is especially challenging. So I will have home chef and entrepreneur Kale Duval join me to talk quick, easy and healthy cooking. I think you'll love her enthusiasm and be inspired by what she has to share. But enough about her. Let's focus on me. Just kidding. Looking back, my first memory of being body conscious occurred in high school when I found myself comparing me, no, comparing my thighs to a teammate's thighs. We were on dance team together. And as I start, as I stared at our legs in her car, I remember the feeling of shock, then sadness that we were shaped so differently. This was quickly followed by the voice that said, I'm fat and she's skinny. Sad to say, but I think that feeling then rolled into, she's happier, she has no problems, and other ridiculous and incorrect assumptions. I'd say from then until now, I'm embarrassed to admit that the only thing I've been consistent on is inconsistency. I'm that person who has joined gyms from massive facilities that have every machine and class available to personal training at 5 a.m. where my coach and I were the only ones in the building. I've joined gyms, then dropped memberships so many times. Even though I think variety is great for the body, I really wish I was that person that just loved their workout routines. And then it's done. Just do the work consistently and move on. Take the thinking out of it. That would be so nice. In the same realm, I've been a lifetime ticket holder on the diet roller coaster, and I don't even like roller coasters. We just took a family vacation to Disneyland, and I enthusiastically volunteered to be bag holder and photographer so that I didn't have to get on rides. Apparently, I do like me some diet adventures, though. Now that I'm 44, I'm thinking back, and I can't believe all the programs I have tried. Weight Watchers, Advocare, Ideal Protein, Juice Cleanses, Atkins, Whole30, Intermittent Fasting, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some. I've also been a part of many challenges, you know, the 30-day kind. I've done it at home alone, and I've done it with my husband, who I dragged into the process. He would never do these things because it's not something he's interested in. He was just being a great husband and supporting me through it. 
why I did this time and again, I'm not sure, come to think of it, because he always lost more weight than me. And to say that was frustrating is an understatement. I've also done the six-week type challenges at gyms, too. It's all good and fine, but then there's an end. And then, then what? This is just another struggle. Why am I so excited at first, but then I fizzle out after a period of time? All this to say I'm an all-in type of person. I am so excited in the beginning and fired up, but eventually my consistent inconsistency pops up, then that latest cycle is broken. My inconsistency can stem from boredom of what I'm doing or frustration that my hard work is not paying off or even sadness that I just can't do it. This leads me to stop whatever program I'm doing, then basically wait around until the next great idea comes along. Now I can look back and say nothing. No one diet program or workout was the one that worked. I'll jump ahead here and say, I know what the answer is, consistency. The common thread in my friends who are a healthy size and physique is consistency. They move their body multiple times a week, they eat a mostly healthy diet, they strive for good sleep, and they fit in work and play. They're not perfect all the time, but if you look at their lifestyle over the course of a year, you can see the trends. There may be some breaks here and there, but their lifestyle is one of health. For me, that is the answer, but I'm here and now to work on the path to get there and keep getting there, by the way, because we all know there is not an end date, well, until it is the end. Fast forward over 25 years from my dance team thigh episode, and I'm still struggling. Do I compare my figure to others? I do, but let me be clear. I don't judge others. If a person is smaller than me, I look at their smaller features, then criticize my own. If a person is larger than me, I will find a positive trait in them instinctively. A joyful smile, beautiful posture, gorgeous skin. Then I turn negative on myself. Does anyone else do this? Why in the world do I do this? I'm here to admit that I can obsess about this at times, and I sincerely hope I'm the only one. But if I'm not, I'd love to talk with you about this. And now that I've made everyone I know uncomfortable, let me pivot to a different direction. Despite the fact that I've got a good 20 pounds to lose to feel good in the clothes that I currently own, I love to talk exercise, nutrition, and most of all, tips and strategies of how people do it. The only thing I love more than learning from others, and by others, I mean everyday people who are wearing many hats and trying the best they can. But what I love more than learning from others is passing along their brilliant ideas. I see myself as a facilitator, and if you know me, you know that I love to share lessons I've learned from friends, podcasters, authors, etc. One insightful meeting I had happened right before the pandemic. My husband, Chris, had a conference at a really nice resort, so I tagged along to take advantage, of course. Instead of opting for a spa service or choosing to lay by the pool, guess what I did? I booked an appointment with the on-site nutritionist for a one-hour consult. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but I do think it shows what a large space this takes in my brain. Anyway, the nutritionist was nice and was asking pretty general and expected questions, but the more I talked, the more I could feel myself getting emotional. As I was talking out loud, 
in my head, I was yelling at myself to stop the tears that I could feel forming. After a period of me going on about my lifestyle, the woman looked at me and said, you hate food. Shocked, I replied emphatically, no, I don't. That's the problem. I love food too much. She looked, she shook her head and calmly explained something to the effect of how I demonize food and basically treat it as the enemy. Each time I eat, it's a battle. Am I doing good or bad? How much protein is this? Can I order this? Yeah, okay. That's when I saw where she was coming from. That was pretty revolutionary to me since I always thought I was obsessed with food. Turns out, I think I am obsessed with food, but geez, it's a complicated relationship. I used to think you were in one of two camps. You either live to eat or eat to live. I can say my husband lives to eat. He gets such joy in every aspect of it, from talking about it to cooking it to eating it. On the other hand, I have a friend who eats to live. She truly sees food as fuel. She does not like to overeat so she won't feel gross after. And she bases food choices on how well it will serve her, not only in future workouts, but just how well she'll feel for the rest of the day. I have decided I am in both camps. This may make no logical sense, but it's who I am currently and how I am operating. I love food. This is the live to eat part. I love the taste of it and I want all of it. I'm not picky, therefore I eat both healthy and unhealthy. I love the environment that surrounds it too. We've been in the summer season and I'm drinking more alcohol also. Food is yummy, it's fun, and it brings me joy until it doesn't. The other part of me, the eat to live part, can be present at the same time or before or after a meal. It's the voice saying I should get the salad, but will it fill me or will I be hungry shortly after? I question to snack or not to snack. Should I eat the fruit because it's full of vitamins or should I not because of the natural sugars? What is going to put a smile on my face after I eat because my stomach is at the perfect level of contentment and I am energized to go on with the rest of my day? That's the eat to live part of me. Does anyone else face this power struggle? It's a challenge to be here in this state, but I do know that talking and listening to others has definitely helped me think things through and consider ways to deal with this. To me, it's the tiniest steps that lead to success. And as I get older, I'm also seeing that these steps take time. My body does not have the knee-jerk reaction to lose the extra pounds or to regain flexibility like it used to. When I'm having a rough day about the way I feel or look, I know one way to arise out of the rut is to get out of my head and talk with others. That's what I love about this podcast. I want to share healthy habits I have, but I also want to hear what everyone else is doing. We may not have the same exact way to go about things, but just knowing that all of you are out there trying is a huge motivation for me. Do you feel the same? Let me share some examples of what I mean. Hands down, the biggest struggle for me is what to put on the table. I am not a natural cook, and I only enjoy doing this when I have the time, which with three active children ages 15, 14, and nine does not lend to a lot of this. I also dread the process, meal planning, grocery shopping, prepping, cooking, cleaning. But time and again, I have proved to myself that the dread is actually worse than the process, and I always have a better week when I am on it. And I have three kids who are not babies. 
Therefore, I now have free labor in the home. So here are a few brilliant things I've learned from others. I'll never forget hanging out with my sister-in-law one evening when she put an acorn squash in the oven. So many questions arose, but I started with, what is that? She told me she was roasting this acorn squash and how good it was with just olive oil or butter, maybe, I can't remember, and salt and pepper. Okay, moving on. My second question was, what is your dinner? She said, I don't know yet. I knew I wanted to start with this, then I'll figure something else out. Okay, this might not sound like a big deal to you, but it was mind-blowing to me. Why? Just then, I realized I grew up where the star of the show, or the plate, was the meat, the entree, and the vegetables were a small but required side act. It blew my mind that meal planning could start with the vegetable. Maybe you have meat, maybe you won't. As an educated adult, I already knew how important eating veggies were, but seriously, it never, ever dawned on me to prioritize them by selecting them first. It just goes to show how powerful and influential your upbringing can be. Another stroke of genius came from my friend who works outside the home full-time and has two ch children. Embarrassed to admit it, she told me she started asking her housekeeper to wash and chop the lettuce as one of her tasks. This gave my friend the motivation and jumping off point to make a salad as part of the family dinner. Genius! I quickly told her that not only should she not be embarrassed, but way to go on coming up with that amazing idea. She recognized a problem, asked for help, and found a way to start a healthy habit. Salads on Wednesdays. These kinds of conversations are the most enjoyable for me. I truly feel a connection to other people when we are all just real with one another and talk about the minute things. To me, this is so much better than speaking in broad terms, or worse, the same mindless chit-chat. I appreciate when someone opens the door to their life and we can talk about the little things, but it's the little things that are so meaningful. Speaking of being real and living in the here and now, here's where I've been. It's still summer in the South specifically in Louisiana. To say it is hot and humid here is an understatement. I'm sharing this because, unfortunately for me, this is a time of year that is most challenging and for maintaining my health goals. For one, the kids have been at home, and while the schedule was less hectic, I do better with more structure. When we were at home over the summer and were physically inside the home, that only meant one thing. The kitchen was nearby. To say that I eat that I eat when I'm bored doesn't sound right to me because as a mom of three running a household and fulfilling various other commitments, I don't get bored. However, the fact is with food nearby, the thoughts enter my mind. That's when I'm asking myself, am I hungry? Is this true hunger? What should I eat right now? I need to eat healthy and light. No, I need to eat something filling so I don't continue to think about this. I can literally go through all those thoughts and questions in under 15 seconds easily. Recently, though, I did learn something that was both helpful and comforting. While listening to a podcast, a listener was writing to the host about her challenge during transition time. She defined transition time as the time between ending one task or call or errand and starting the next. This is when she fought the hunger monster. It was the time which could literally be just a matter of a few minutes. But it was the time in between tasks that she felt the struggle. 
right then I stopped the podcast and repeated that section. First of all, I had never heard this phenomenon of transition time when pertaining to hunger. So it was an epiphany of sorts to name this. And secondly, I was stunned that someone else had this exact challenge. I felt so relieved that I wasn't this food obsessive freak that thought of food or eating so many times in a day. Now, why this happens, I have not gotten to the bottom of. But if anyone out there has just self-diagnosed this, and if anyone can explain this, I'm all ears. Of course, this has helped me reach some solutions. By naming this, I can now ask myself, am I in a transition time right now, or is this true hunger? I usually follow that up with, am I just thirsty? I think I do struggle with pockets of time. Since I've been in the summer season, and my schedule has been choppy with running kids to day camps, preparing meals, and other interruptions, I have struggled with what to do with the 20 minutes I have before the next commitment. I've started a mental list, though truthfully, I need to write this down because, wow, my memory is not what it used to be. But it's a list of what I can do. It's nothing groundbreaking because it's things like read a few pages, change out the laundry, make the phone call. But I need to fill this open space and feel productive. So much of this relates to my personality, too. I'm a doer, so I can't just sit and relax. Unless I have a book in my hand, I'm not sitting and relaxing. I struggle with starting something. So I think that is, again, where food comes into play. When I'm not jumping into the next to-do, my mind goes to food and my legs take me to the refrigerator or pantry. I think this has to do with instant gratification. It's a to-do and it's instant. But we all know that any food that is instant is most likely not a healthy choice. Now that the kids are freshly back in school, the structure that I have been craving is upon me. The start of the school year is my January 1. So with it comes all the motivation and momentum. I need to up my game in two departments, my protein intake and strength training. From a psychological standpoint, I like the idea of adding to my health plan and not subtracting. This seems way more attractive and exciting. Does anyone else take a certain time of year to think deeply about the future and what you want from it? I like to visualize my health journey ahead in broad terms, then start to break it down in categories. Yes, I have a goal weight, but it's not my end-all be-all. I more so want to feel great in my body and in my clothes. This involves several facets like how I eat, move, and occupy my time. I'm going to think through strategies and tactics I've learned from others and see what is realistic for me. Do I want to keep a food journal or track my macros? Do I want to sign up for an exercise class a week in advance and honor these appointments? Do I want a meal plan on Fridays for the week ahead? Do I want to have check-in dates to see where I'm at? By nature, I'm a people pleaser, so I have to intentionally remind myself that I am a grown adult who can make her own choices without permission. It's like an out-of-body experience sometimes with me telling me that I can do what I want to do and it's okay if I go ahead with the decision without checking in with everyone first to see if they like the plan. As a mom, it can be challenging to do something for you without feeling selfish. But as we all know, a happy and healthy mom makes for a happy household. So that is where I am right now. I've got my work cut out for me, 
but I'm entering this next season with the wisdom to know that results will not happen overnight, but consistency will propel me forward. I'm going to set some goals with ideas on how to achieve them. I will do the work, but will be flexible when situations throw me off track. And along the way, I will use tools and resources to keep me motivated. As I mentioned earlier, my guest, Kale Duval, is one of those people who I'm learning from, and her methods are philosophies I'm keeping in my toolkit. Kale Duval is the owner and founder of the brand and business Pump and Crunch. She's a self-made chef, certified personal trainer, and wellness entrepreneur born and raised in Southern Louisiana, but now living in Houston, Texas. Kale worked in the fitness industry for 10 years, but now runs her businesses full-time. Under Pump and Crunch, she spearheads a local successful meal prep business, makes and sells healthy energy bars called Squirrel Bars, has an online meal prep program called Prep School, and works as an in-home personal chef, hosting and catering events in Houston. To top that off, she authors her blog and social media channels, all which center on healthy living and eating. Thanks for joining me here, Kale, when moms don't have time to move and shake. Thank you. Wow, what an intro. (laughs) Well, I mean, after reading all that you do currently, I'd love to start by talking about you and your time management. I mean, how do you consistently eat healthy and what is your routine with cooking? It definitely is a challenge, especially when you have so many things going on at one time. And I know a lot of people out there can relate, whether you're a mom, whether you're a business owner, whether you work one job, multiple jobs, whatever it is. I think just making your health a priority and really finding the importance of why it is important to live healthy, eat healthy, exercise Once you have an understanding of why it's important and you learn to love it and enjoy it and you find easy, simple ways to live a healthy lifestyle, I think it becomes, you make it more of a priority, you know, when you learn to enjoy it. And that's kind of what we do at Pump and Crunch is my goal is to show my listeners and my readers just how easy it is to move, eat, and live healthy. Mm -hmm. So in your day, Do you have a set time during the day that you're cooking for yourself? Are you meal planning once a week for what you're doing? That is a great question. So I I meal prep ahead for others, but I don't meal prep ahead for myself Mm -hmm. because I truly love cooking every single day. I look forward to it. It's like my therapy. So what I do when it comes to my meals, and this is just what works for me, I am such a breakfast person. But I eat my biggest meal of the day around like 10 a.m. And I know that's not realistic for some people, but that's just what works for me. And I try to incorporate two to three proteins in my meal. I've got a ton of rice, potatoes, all that kind of stuff is going to keep me full for longer. But because I leave around 11 to run all my errands for the day, and I just know that that's my schedule, I get my workout in while I'm out running errands. And then from there, I eat a second really big meal, and then my dinner is usually small. So that's just what I know about myself and my schedule and what works for me. But I'm a big advocate on breakfast, because if you skip breakfast, you're going to get really, really hungry at like, what? 12, 11, 12 o'clock. And when you're starving and you don't have anything healthy and available, that's when you're more likely to go for those things that aren't quite as healthy, right? So that's why Mm -hmm. I focus on a really big meal earlier-ish in the day. So with working with others, 
How have you coached them with sticking to healthy habits that work for them and and maintaining consistency? I mean, I definitely am asking for selfish reasons because I talked about my challenge with inconsistent consistency. So I would just love to know how you coach others. I think the biggest thing is to find foods that you enjoy to eat. So many people have this this concept of, oh, healthy eating is a salad. If you don't like salad and if you're not full after eating a salad, why force yourself to eat a salad every day? I eat dinner for breakfast. I eat roast and potatoes and green beans and everything first thing in the morning because that's what I enjoy eating. I think it tastes good. It makes my body feel good. So when it comes to adapting a healthy lifestyle, eating foods that are good for you, you have to figure out what you like to eat. Also, you have to figure out things that are easy for you personally to make in your house. Or maybe that's, you know, investing in weekly meal prep. Maybe that's what that looks like if you don't have time to cook. But you have to figure out the things that work for you. Me personally, I... I I could be in the kitchen all day, but I know that's not realistic for many people. So find the things you love. And then that will push you to be more inclined to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could see how that would be just more encouraging and less restrictive or feeling like, oh, I've got to eat the salad because that's that means I'm healthy. Yeah. Chicken and rice, broccoli, which those things are fine, but there's so many different ways to make chicken, rice, and broccoli, you know, expand, Mm -hmm. expand your horizons. Love that. Because I always think of a, I like to add to, I like to think of the positive rather than taking away or, or, you know, feeling like I'm being deprived. So I mean, you're doing awesome with your business. You've evolved, you've grown, you're taking it in different directions. I'd love to know if you could share um, a time in your life where you had a struggle, whether it be in your professional life or personal in dealing with health or maybe something like burnout or just something completely different. And how how did you work through it? Because I just think healthy habits, even it could be habits in any form aspect of life, but you can kind of gear it toward healthy living. So I just like to learn from people. How did how did you rise above when you were in a tough spot? I am actually in a tough spot right now in my life. So I'll be open and honest about that. I worked in fitness for near 10 years. I worked at gyms, multiples. So I had multiple free gym memberships working at all these gyms. So I would finish coaching. Oh yeah, I'll pop into a class really quickly. I was also younger, had so much energy. And so my workouts were never a problem. Well, guess what? Now I'm an entrepreneur. I don't coach anymore. I am paying for my own gym membership and I've got to, my days are so packed lately, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that that I've got to make time for a workout. And to me, it is not an option if I exercise or not. It's not an option unless I'm just not feeling well. That is just something I know that my body needs. It's good for me. So I try not to beat myself because I do. I'll beat myself up if I don't if I only work out, you know, two or three times a week, but yeah, I am switching from one completely different life and mode into work mode, entrepreneur mode. And that shift is challenging 
And I think if you're in the same position out there, you have to give yourself grace and patience to navigate this new life that you're experiencing. And it's okay to give yourself time to figure it out. You know, that might mean you need to go to a new gym. Maybe you moved somewhere and you're, you know, you were used to your old gym where you knew everybody and now it's intimidating to try out a new one. There's just so many different situations, but I understand I'm with you. Even being in the fitness industry for years, I don't even want to go to the gym by myself. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know anyone. This is weird. (laughs) Give yourself patience. Give yourself patience. Even if it's a 10 minute walk, that's still exercise. You don't have to Bust your butt in the gym for an hour every single day. Go on a walk, get some sunshine, get off your phone. And that could be exercise, you know, long story, long story short. But anyway, no, no, it's so true. It's so true. I was at my son's soccer tournament last weekend and kind of felt like a caged animal in the hotel, just waiting around for the next game. And I ended up doing a series of squats and lunges and then some crunches Good for you. Uh, I did it because honestly, like I had already read, I had already gone through my emails. There was like nothing else to do. So I can't say it was top priority, but man, did I feel so much better after. So, and, and it was, it was maybe 10 minutes if that. So if I could keep that mentality every day, it's so true. 100%, 100%. You'll never feel worse after a workout. And if you do, it's not the right workout. Very true. And I love that. Yep. So to wrap it up, I just wanted to finish with a lightning round. I'm going to ask you uh, three quick questions. And if you could give me just some short answers back, that would be awesome. So in terms of health, and that could be anything, exercise, hydration, nutrition, rest, anything. First question, what is working for you right now? Oh, a full night of sleep. I think sleep is the most important thing you can get. Sleep and also I've been drinking electrolytes, two random things. But yes, if you're exercising quite a bit, if you're in a warm area, get some electrolytes and make sure you're getting, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep at night. It's a game changer. Mm, Definitely. Okay. What book, show, podcast would you like to recommend? I actually just finished listening to a podcast during my workout. I listened to the Skinny Confidential podcast. It is so well-rounded from health to... I was just listening to a financial podcast. It has episodes for moms, ton of fabulous things. I learned a lot from the health podcast. I kind of searched for those. Mm -hmm. So the Skinny Confidential is my favorite and my go-to. Okay, that's a new one for me. I'll have to check it out. And lastly, do you have a favorite dinner to share? Oh my gosh, that's such a hard question. Oh, okay. My favorite thing right now, I actually ate it yesterday, is a salmon bowl. I am big on bowls. And I think the more ingredients you throw into a bowl, the more fun your meal is, the more flavorful it is. So my go-to, which I eat almost every single day, is rice, protein, and like two to three vegetables or even fruits and a sauce. So yesterday I did rice. I did some salmon. Like I cut it up into little cubes and threw it on top of the rice, cucumbers, cilantro. I made a little soy sauce and honey sauce and it was just delicious. So that is big bowls of food are my favorite and my go-to every day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's always just 
mixing and matching what you have in the house already. Is that- oh yeah. I refuse to waste food in my house. It's like part of my brand. And if I have to throw anything out, it makes me want to cry. So I am just team chop it up, throw it in a skillet, whatever it is, and throw it in a bowl with some sauce over it. And you got a meal. Yeah. Make it easy. Well, thank you for coming on the show today, Kale. And if you would like to learn or if if anyone listening would like to learn more about prep school or your squirrel bars or or anything else you're doing, where can they find you? Yay. Thank you. So my business and brand is called Pump and Crunch. You can find me at pumpandcrunch.com, P-U-M-P-A-N-D-C-R-U-N-C-H.com. You can also find me at Pump and Crunch on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the things. And on my website is where if you're in Houston, you can order meal prep for me. If you want to try our squirrel bars, you can order them from anywhere in the US. And then prep school is the amazing, amazing, amazing. Angie's actually a member of prep school. Um, It is an online Facebook community where you get grocery lists, recipes every week. We do live cooking classes. It is just my favorite feature of Pump and Crunch. So I hope you guys come check it out. Yay. Great. Yes, it is awesome. I can definitely attest to that. Well, thanks everyone so much for listening today. I hope that our sharing has helped or inspired someone and has made them feel a little comforted. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. Get moving.